Hello, and welcome to a podcast of things we did on the radio and edited into a podcast. I think this way, it's difficult. I'm in a rush today, but there is there is a story that is a podcast only one, because it's rude and probably talks about bottoms. Um, so maybe we do it in this one, maybe we do it tomorrow. We'll find out. Anyway, here's the, the main bulk of the podcast, the main meat, before we get into your side dish or whatever that would be. It would be dessert, wouldn't it? Let's do the main meat before we talk about your bottom dessert. Uh. And we're up. We are running. Welcome along to the show. You know, normally I would then give you a brief menu of the kind of things that you could expect on today's show. It's what we do in the first link, isn't it? We, I could tell you that today we'll be talking about um, how to get a 50-year mortgage, how to send messages, messages back from when you're dead, and something about Reiki. Also something about affairs. Yeah. But we're not doing that in the first link today. Today, it's all about... I just realised I'm not plugging my phone in. There we go. Today, it's all about uh, some any other business. If ever I miss an email, we'll try and catch up with the, any other business. Any other business. Any other business. Beverly from Ardley Green says, Hi Steve, I was in Romford yesterday and I saw a lovely baby with dark hair in his pram and his mum uh, and his name was Rory and he was 12 weeks old and I wondered if it was your son as he was gorgeous. Hello. Well, I wonder where he gets that from. <clears throat> uh, I spoke to the lady but I didn't want to ask if Steve was a husband's name in case I was wrong about it. It's about 3.30ish. Well... Good uh, detective work, but Rory, as in my Rory, just over five months old now. I know, already. Five months already? He's smoking. No, he's not. But he's old, isn't he? So 12 weeks. Oh, I've gone right past 12 weeks. And he's not quite as dark-haired as you'd probably imagine, um, the Rory on this. But he is he is very gorgeous. I am, of course, biased. And I don't want to say anything bad about him, because he might listen back to these podcasts when I'm old and just about to be moved into a home. And I'd like him to be on my team. Um, so, no, it wasn't me yesterday or the other day, whenever that was. But keep an eye out. You never know if you see a very, a very handsome young lad. Odds are it's mine. So this is an interesting piece of uh, news, and it's science-based. I like a bit of science news, you know how it works, and in general, I'm in favour of what sciencey people do. There's one science story that's too rude for broadcast, maybe I'll do that as a podcast-only thing at the end if you download the podcast, but we can do this one. De-extinction. Scientists are planning a multi-million dollar resurrection of the Tasmanian tiger. Why? It's like... It's clearly like a prequel to Jurassic Park. What? Scientists in Australia and the US have launched an ambitious multi-million dollar project to bring back this thing called the thylacine. It's a marsupial that died out in the 1930s. Well, I hate to be heartless. But are we not messing with the ecosystem? If it died out in the 30s, why would you reintroduce it again now? Thylacine, known as the Tasmanian tiger, uh, was under threat, but it's an apex predator. It's the only marsupial apex predator. Are there not enough things in Australia that can kill you? I mean, you get a moth and it'll probably have a venom that can take out 30 men. Snakes, spiders. You get some insects, just look at you funny, you're in bed for a week. So why do you need to bring back even more things that could do it? I mean, I understand how it would be nice to not have lost these species, but... Next thing you know, we're going to be surrounded by thylacines, and then they'll have to bring back whatever the thylacine was eaten by. It's like the woman who ate a fly. But then again, at the same time, um, newspapers have been filled today with stories of how we don't grow enough meat to be able to feed ourselves. If you fancy a thylacine burger, we can talk again about this news story. Today on the show, we mentioned 50-year mortgages, where you could get one. 
I kind of set that up badly. I made it seem like I'm going to give you some good advice. So I never, never come to this show for good advice. But in the news today, a new lender is set to offer a 50-year fixed-term, fixed-price mortgage, fixed-interest rate mortgage. Um, the rate's around 4.5%. That's not bad, is it? But the idea of a 50-year mortgage, it's the first one that's been licensed by the Bank of England. No one was allowed to do this before. So if you can take out a mortgage for 50 years and the current retirement age is 66, this is great news for any 16-year-old looking to buy their first place. Honestly, kids these days have it so easy when it comes to getting on the property ladder. Uh, Perina, Perenna, Perina, Perenna. Whatever it is, the UK-based specialist lender said it will initially bring out 30-year loans but then go up to 50. And the idea here is not you don't pay it off, right? Because no one lives and works long enough to do it. The point is that you then pass on the house. When you die, the rest of the debt that will still be on that house gets paid off by the sale of it after your death. That's right. What would have been part of your estate going to your kids then pays off the debtors. We've managed to find a way that we can borrow from future generations to keep our house prices going up at a stupid rate. Ah, just when you thought we wouldn't be able to, of course we find a way. Granny, a granny has sent a message back from the grave. That's in the news. Now, don't worry, it's not like we're not finding out that there is an afterlife. This uh, granny, Mariana Smith, 87, sadly passed away, but it used AI technology to let her family do a Q&A. They could ask questions and the technology would answer using her previously scripted answers. So it's a bit ghoulish, a bit scary to have AI bring back your family members so you can contact them. I mean, it's better than the fools who go to a psychic or a medium, but yeah. So this woman died in June, but she'd been preparing for it. Recorded loads of video answers, like fully scanned in, and then they used AI to interpret questions and pick the most suitable answer. Filmed on 20 synchronous cameras, the footage was processed by experts who could tag the clips with various, you know, keyword topics. Um, the son, Stephen, says relatives were sk uh, staggered by my mum's new honesty at a funeral. Well, it's too late to care then, isn't it? She said she'd been too embarrassed to reveal her true childhood. Imagine the things I could say when, when no one can sue me for it anymore. Oh, I'd give her some. But actually, that is the question today. If you could send a message back from the grave, ooh, what message would you send? So if you could finally... You know, give a message. You've definitely passed away. You're at your funeral, and then you could send a message back to the well-wishers. What would you have it be? Um, oh, previously, previously, we were talking about what message would you send back if you could send a message from the grave? Just to mess with the heads of the people at your funeral. You can track me down on social media, and if you do like John does, you can send me voice notes. A voice notes. Um, which just means I can play out what you'd have to say. So the first thing John would say, we're all at his funeral, we're looking at the coffin, it's sad, because we're going to miss John. And then we hear, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. <laughs> they sent me a second option. We're all at his funeral, and we're looking at the coffin, and we're sad, and then we hear, All by myself, don't want to be All by myself anymore. Can I come out now? I'm not getting in there with you, mate. What? Maybe because I'm scared of this. 
In this link, we're talking about Reiki. Health chiefs are being accused of endorsing quackery by trying to recruit a spiritualist to treat cancer patients. Manchester University NHS Foundation Trust posted a job ad for spiritual healer, Reiki therapist, on a a salary of 26 grand. And the Michael Marshall of pro-science charity Good Thinking said, uh, Reiki is evidence-free, which is a nice way of saying absolutely nothing to back it up. You know me, I'm a science guy, so I don't mind having a pop at some of these made-up things. I mean, earlier on the show, we had a go at psychics. I'm sure they saw it coming, blah, 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 blah. But I've always been worried about having a go at the Reiki people. Like, you can mock homeopathy all you like. What are they going to do? Try and poison you with a concentration of that poison that is like 1 times 10 to the minus 28 of how strong it should be? I'll walk it off. Whereas Reiki, if they actually can fire energy from their hands, I've always worried I'll get in a fight with them. Next thing I'll hear is them saying, Hadouken! And then, poof, get knocked across the room. Nightmare, innit? You've got to watch out for this stuff. Yeah, so there's one story we can't deal with on the show today. We'll try and pop it in the podcast version, if that's what you're into. Find me on social media for more, at Mr. Stephen Allen. This one is getting quite close to the edge, actually. I'm not even sure we should be broadcasting this. According to research, thousands of people are now having affairs to let off steam because of the cost of living crisis. Oh, that's... That, oh, no wonder... Oh, you poor thing. Oh, no, I understand the logic. What's that? Can't quite afford uh, beans anymore. I can't have an affair then. What? Wait, what? Oh, my gas bill's going to be big this year. What are you going to do about it? I don't know, about 15 different women? No. Wait, hey. A whopping 85% admitted that the financial climate climate had tempted them to stray. And this is according to a study by uh, Stowe Family Law. Here's what I don't understand. Isn't having an affair... It's an expensive business, isn't it? Because basically, given the price of petrol, which is still not down to 160, I saw one the other day, 170-something, right? For that much money, the only way you could have an affair is it's got to be someone on the same street. It's got to be within walking distance. And that just makes it so much easier to get caught. Don't do it. Don't do it. We've been talking about if you could send a message back from the grave, what would you go for? And we've been slightly freaked out by John. Um, If you could send a message back from the grave, Stu says, it's warm wherever I am. Oh, Out. Uh, Jenny says, uh, I'd send a message back saying, I think I left the hob on. And Paul, thank you for this one. If he could send a message back to his, uh, what do they call it, survivors, the rest of his family, from beyond the grave, using this AI technology, he would send a message back saying, please destroy my laptop. And that's your podcast done and dusted for the day. The new story that we have, it's podcast only, is about, where's it gone? Where's it gone? Hang on. <clears throat> Please, you don't get this on the live version, do you? Uh, designer vagina. Surge, the surgeries have doubled in a year. And so twice as many ladies are having designer vagina work. I don't know what the designer is. I don't know if it means like Gucci or Georgia Asda. Technically both designers, but you imagine there's a difference. But anyway, um, the, the number of people taking this surgery has doubled. And it says here because of wearing ultra-tight sports leggings. And I thought, well, if these ultra-tight sports leggings are that wearing, don't put them on. But what they mean is... Because uh, it shows off more. And it means there's been an increase in the number of people having labiaplasties, which sounds like something you can get from Greg's. They cost between £2,000 and £4,000. And that's it's bad to know that, isn't it? Because now if you go there and they quote you four grand, you will be thinking, ooh, 
this is a bigger job than I realised. If they can say two grand, you're like, oh, this is a little bit of work. A little bit of a nip and a tuck. Mainly tuck. But no, a little bit of nip. And uh, four grand, though, you're like, oh, I didn't realise it's a four-man job. But anyway, it may be clothing. I think it's also people showing off on social media, isn't it? Because... Um, they can see stuff. But the doctor who's interviewed in the article says women with, you know, extra, extra, um, they experience pain and discomfort in general and chafing. No, I understand that because, ladies, imagine what it's like for us men with what's going on now there. And at my age, I'm getting a, I'm rubbing a sore patch next to me knee. Anyway, um, so that's the podcast done and dusted for another day. Uh, subscribe wherever you found it. And until next time, bye. <laughs>